The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Attention shoppers, we now have taste in the bread aisle. Dave's Killer Bread. That's right, an organic bread that's no longer a sedative for your taste buds. Dave's Killer Bread is on a mission to make the most of the loaf, to rid the world of GMOs, high fructose corn syrup, and artificial ingredients, and plant the seeds of good in all that they bake. Killer taste, killer texture, and always organic. Dave's Killer Bread. Bread Amplified. Welcome to the Five Year Plan Podcast. Yay. Yay. Pod 188. Ooh. Sponsored by Vector Printing for your printing embroidery needs. Go to vector.co.uk and inspector with us. K. And JCIS, the global research and brand consultancy from South London. Visit jc-is.com. I will. Ooh. Very nice. Can we start with a vote of thanks for that chap who hosted the show last week? I thought he was yeah. particularly good. Really, he was okay. Did a, did a very good job. He was competent, right. witty, and erudite. That's all I'm looking for. Artic, really. you could hear every word he said, yeah. which is a big help. As a stand-in, I thought he was he was fine. Yeah, he was the, as as the Keith Millen of the pod. I yeah. think he did an okay job. He's had a palace. Well, show. Everyone wants to be a Keith Millen <laughs> rather than Alan Pardew. You don't know, so I'll take that. Do you want to get the Lemay Night shirt I'd things be, out of the way? I'd be. I'd like to be Alan Pardew, but for one, oh god, just, here we go again. Only for a night. I haven't got the stamina for more than a night. <laughs> right, let's move yeah, on. You will. Let's get it just over get out of the way. The main night stuff, go on. Yeah, and Arsenal. It wasn't just the man you show you will. Yeah, I've given, you, I've given you a minute at the top of the pod just to get them out of the way. No, we've already got it out of the way when you weren't here. You didn't, you didn't hear all of the podcasts. Well, I week. did because I, I listened. Listened. We're not performing monkeys who do things on demand, like, say, someone who wears yeah. a Man United shirt because they're asked to. Yeah. yeah. Good, okay. I thought you were going to do better than that, but that's fine. Uh, let's talk about. All right, about... then you should be ashamed of yourself. How's that? <laughs> yeah. But you I'm let not... your club down. You, any vestige of integrity you ever retained, you lost. Was there, was simply, there any? Simply <laughs> to entertain 35 monkeys listening to Bloke <laughs> FM or whatever it's called. <laughs> Well, you cavorted with Ledley King in an alien shirt and had no shame about it. It's not funny, but so, it's heartfelt. Good, thanks. <laughs> I mean, it's also mostly incorrect, but that's fine. Well, um, how long have you known me? <laughs> this is pod 188. <laughs> no one told me I had to say stuff that was right. Ah, that's true. That's very true. Okay. That's basically um, the strap line in the pod. <laughs> no one told me. Right. Uh, let's introduce that. was Kevin Day, obviously. Hello. Travis Endicott. Hello. How are you? I'm very good. Marvellous. Continental, very nice. Yeah. And Andy Street. Hello. Um, so, it's, it's, a, it's a win for Palace. Third win. Third yeah. win on the bounce. Third win on the bounce. In the league. Only the second time Palace have come back in the Premier League from 2-0 down to win a match. The other game being? Burnley. 
correct. Well, yeah, I'm like, surprised. Burnley 2015 and not yeah, Burnley 2002, yeah. which Andy thought when he tweeted yeah. me back. I think that just <laughs> makes me feel old. It makes me old, actually. The fact that the first game I thought of was 13 years ago, rather than the one that I was, happened like I was, 18 uh, months. I was slightly surprised by that stat in my head I thought we were quite good at camp but also uh, how few goals we've actually scored in the final minutes of games in the Premier League we're one of the lowest yeah but I, I was surprised by that because again in my head we should but I feel like we've come back from 2-0 down more, even more recently than the Burnley game but I guess we, we obviously haven't but yeah, yeah. we've probably like come we down have, from a few goals down but not actually won the game just maybe that's where, uh, yeah, yeah. that's where it is but um I'm a massive result for Palace. Huge result. Yeah, I, I, I had to watch it ruin my superstition. I realised I have been wasting my time for the last 20 years because it's the first Palace away game I've actually watched. Yeah. You said 40 years on BT Sport. Well, I was exaggerating. See, see the note at the start about not always telling the truth. <laughs> um, so I had a strange experience of watching it on BT Sport. On There was 12 TVs. You just couldn't get them right in front of us on the day. I, I actually thought we played... It's hard to tell on the screen, that's but I thought we played really well with the possession football. To have the confidence to keep playing possession football away from home, and of course, it's going to lead to things like Ledley's mistake because mm-hmm. you've got a team that isn't used to playing that sort of football getting used to it. And I thought, for the most part, you can't argue with fifty-three percent possession away from home. You can't argue with the fact that even even David Moyes, who's I think becoming more and more fragile by the moment in, in public, even he said, you know rather oddly Palace didn't deserve to be 2-0 down mm-hmm. and he always thought we could come back given the fact you know, still Palace fans go well, we've only beaten you know, we've only drawn against Bournemouth we've only beaten this we've only beaten that but yeah, we we lost to, to Bournemouth for Sellers Park last season we only drew at uh, Stadium and Light so these are all improvement these are all results that are better than last season and you can't argue with, with suddenly scoring goals as well and we could have scored three or four more as well the second half especially after I've we had some really good chances. Punching had two really good chances. Townsend had two really good chances. Delaney in the first half. And we just, it was a competent performance against the team that we said we would hope to beat. And it, and it's put us nine points ahead of Sunderland. We just look, we just look better than them in all departments, basically. And the, you know, the fact is, they've, if you look at how sensible our buying policy is compared to them, I think there's only Defoe that would arguably get anywhere near it. Our team, and even then, even then, that thing anymore. Last just, season, maybe, but we just. <laughs> I think Van Arnold pushing our team. So possibly, yeah, 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 at the moment. Maybe, yeah, <clears throat> maybe so. But even, even so, yeah, I, I think seven of our players are better than would walk into any team in the, the, the bottom ten of the table. And I don't think there's any more than seven in the entire bottom ten of the table that would trouble our team. Mm. So we've bought decent players, and they're starting to look like a decent team. And to me, it feels different to the. Even when we were playing well last season and winning games, it still feels slight, that felt slightly seat of the pants and slightly how we got away with that. And I think there's been a marked improvement. There's still, yeah. there are still things you can, you know, we need to keep a clean sheet. There's no doubt about that. I get that. We're not like, we're not overperforming in the way we were no, last no, season. No, we look like we're building towards yeah. a, a level of performance that we're not yet at. But, but no, we did seem like last year we were overperforming. I think Pardew was right when he said we wouldn't have come back from that day. And Andy made a face at me there. So, let, so why? Well, if we're not over, say, so we just played against three relatively weak teams. Yeah, we're in in seventh in the table. Yeah, are you telling me that you think Palace are the seventh best team in the Premier League? Because otherwise, we're overperforming just but by the position. No, that's not that what log- I mean. Logically, at all. you're right. You're being he's, a lawyer he's, he's comparing it. it to last year. We're the only non-traditional top eight team, if you like, in the top eight at the moment. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they are the usual suspects. Plus, yeah, again, we're six, seven games into the season. And yeah, we're and down the, 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 the fact is, 
uh, what I think what JD and I don't like to put words in his mouth but you have to sometimes because he's not good enough I've been back for five minutes <laughs> I think what JD's talking about the level of performance basically the level of performance is different yeah, I think. Exactly in, the what last, I yeah. in the last three games the games that we've won in the league the level of performance is consistently better than the games that we were winning at the start of last season and yes we still have to to prove that against better opposition of course we do but I think the football that we're playing is going to make us better against better opposition there's 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 tangible improvement and we're winning the games we should be winning Which, I think at, at times yeah we're looking we're looking far better in the final third when we're actually creating some chances T- to my mind we still look defensively porous Saturday still demonstrated that at times when Pardew has to improvise because he's got for example Scott Dan and uh, Wolf Zaha out he doesn't quite know how to adapt and, uh, and we end up with the sight of Kabai in at number 10 who I don't really think fits there when I think there were probably other configurations and we ultimately still had to go to 2-0 down before we ended up coming yeah, back no, you know it, it takes two pieces of, well one piece of absolutely diabolical defending from Sunderland on the winner to, to get the winner and it's yeah, takes it took a piece of diabolical defending for, for us for them, for, them, yeah. for them to score the exactly, first goal yeah. I, I think the fact is he, he hasn't I don't think he's played his first choice back four yet in any game this season because Dan getting injured as Tompkins came in. It was the first half. The, obviously, um, wasn't yeah, first half against Stoke. Yeah, that was but even that's without Soiree, so that's oh, yeah, well, yeah. still not his, yeah, his back four. The fact is, I didn't think Kabai had a particularly good game and, and was probably lucky to stay on because he did get. Although, having said that, there was one of their midfield players, and I'm surprised the highlights didn't show it. Left a foot in on Kabai. Yeah, really, yeah. really left a foot in, and, and it was astonishing that he didn't even get a yellow card. And Kabai was furious about that. Kabai didn't fit into the system, but I don't think. I don't see. I think he's particularly lawyerish and churlish to say, "Well, we didn't start playing properly till we were two 0 down." That wasn't true. I agree. Oh, yeah. I just we didn't deserve to be two 0 down, as Moy said. And, and whether you use words like spirit or team, we came back and we. Well, it's still had a chance between the first and second goals where well, did, Defoe, know, but, Defoe but misses a one on one against Mandanda. It's the Premier League. It's that's going to happen. You can't. We're not going to go through any game this season where we don't give away any chances. Nor Man City. Man City give away chances. This is true, but I, I think we still have to be prepared for the fact that there will still be corresponding games like that later in the season where we'll go on a run of losing three, where we've well, been equally, equally, equally quite right, equally <laughs> like below par. There might be a fox shitting in my garden as we speak. Who knows? Is, Who knows what's waiting to ruin our evening? But in the meantime, why can't we just enjoy the fact we've won three? Games on the oh, it's great! It's great to see him, and I'm particularly. Well, let your face know then. <laughs> how dare I'm particularly uh, happy to see how quickly Benteke's hit the ground running. You know, two fantastic headers for for two goals. Even yeah. though the defending from Sunderland is Sunday league level on that third, it's still a brilliant contact, r- really good anticipation where the ball's being flighted to by Chungi and a fantastic finish. So I've got to give credit for that. Chungi's one and only touch as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 We only come on about 67 yeah. before he kicked the ball, didn't he? Well, I personally would have started him on Saturday. Um, I'd, I would have, yeah, I'd, I thought he would start. As soon as I heard Zahar wasn't fit, I thought he might start. But um, also, Benteke's approach play was really good as well. I mean, he's he's much more mobile than I thought he was. I mean, yeah, it shocked me as well that he's yeah. a lot better in, with his feet than before yeah, you. Yeah. Well, what was interesting, David James on um, BT Sport on Sunday, uh, Saturday was talking about. And I don't know whether we've changed the way we play because of Mandanda or we brought Mandanda in because of the the way he wanted to play. But they were talking about Pickford's kicking for them. And the presenter, Mark Pugats, was talking about how long he kicks it. And, and David James was saying that's, a, that's not a good thing, that's a bad thing. Oh, really? He said, he said, yeah, he said it's not a competition to see how far you can kick it. He said because they lose the ball every time he kicks it. 
he said that's why Palace, and he was really interesting about this. He said that's why Palace were a better tied this season because Hennessy kicks, but without any accuracy. And, and he said the thing is, and he made this point. He said if you've got seven or eight players that are better than the other team, you want to keep the ball. Mm. And if Hennessy's kicking from his hand or his goal kicking, he kicks deep. The chances are you don't keep the ball. And he said with, with Mandanda, you keep nine times out of ten, and it did go wrong with Ledley. He said yeah. nine times out of ten, Mandanda gives the ball to a Palace player who then gives it to another player's player. But it's always progressive. It's not just possession for the sake of it. And the other thing I was really impressed by, MacArthur's goal, we had four Palace players in the box for, mm. for that goal. And the, our midfield is getting forward much more. We're getting much more, many more players in the box than we used to. So I think there is a... And that's seen by the number of goals we scored, but there is a much more positive feel about the way we... The way I think we since Benteke's come to the team, we've scored on average more than two goals a yeah. game. And just be able to score goals without Wilf as well, which is... Positive. Positive. Are we okay then with um, just going back to Mandanda? We're happy with a, a more varied distribution then from yeah. the back. It just needs we, the rest of the team that. to get used to it. Yeah. Uh, no, that's, I wish that's we would turn to Hennessy, frankly. Yeah. No, but my point is because you, it will go wrong, like Kevin said, it will yeah. go wrong now and then. Yeah, but, but I, I think. I, I think Ledley should have done a lot better with what he did. He had enough time to turn and get his head up and actually make so a better pass. That but was a bizarre error, I think. Yeah, but it was, it was, it was, accurate it was almost a bizarre it's error because <laughs> yeah. he's just like, I'm in this position, but I've just spent two and a half, three seasons even being in this position, knowing the ball can be played to me, not having it being yeah, played yeah. to me. So it's thrown me that the ball's actually come to me. Oh God, it's actually come to me this time. What shall I do? Yeah. Uh, Right, let's just lob it back and set up the yeah. instead. Well, maybe that's a good. Maybe <laughs> maybe Mandanda's got more confidence in the players around him than the players. Yeah, that is, in, that's in, almost in what it seems at but, the moment. But you'd, you'd kind of. I think. I think the fans will put up with that kind of mistake when you see what is in the, what the process is of us changing the way we we play football. He did make up that mistake though. Wasn't he, he? Yeah, yeah, very yeah, good he, deflected goal. Yeah, but he was there to, and it was McCarthy. Again, it was McCarthy who won the the the, the long kick, ironically. Mm. The delay is delaying his who forward and McArthur was on the edge of the box so further forward than he had been. So I mean the funny thing is that Mandanda's probably got a better range of passing than some of the midfielders that we had four years ago. Yeah. So it's quite quite funny. <laughs> there were a couple of times that. where he would just dink it over a couple of men, find a man out wide, yeah. just with sort of lofted sort of sideways pass. I mean the, um, the, the trouble is as well that other better teams will work that out and will press forward and, and will put pressure on us when we receive the ball. But at the moment it, it's working. You know, for the, I mean they're, they're defending for that third goal was ludicrous yes, I, it was I, mean, I mean Jermaine Genius did a brilliant piece of analysis on uh, was, was, was it Manchester Day 2 yeah when he said he, he, for some reason they, they defended it as a free kick rather than a corner Yeah, that they man marked from corners they defend zonal from yeah, the free yeah. kick and even though it's in the corner flag it's, and it's just ludicrous well, Moyes def- he just blamed his players that guy he just said there's basically a point where you have to that's not even my responsibility anymore. He just but there's nothing more. Setting up your said, team from a, from a corner. He just, he just said, no, no, but he basically just said, if you have the best header in Premier League history in Benteke, you can't do anything about yeah, it. Yeah, well, no, no, it's not that you can't do anything about it. That those players themselves should have known just to, even if they were going to mark his only, somebody should have just stood on him anyway. There's always got to be one. Yeah, the coaching staff, you know, the players aren't that bright. The coaching no, staff, yeah, the coaching staff have to say, not that bright. the coaching staff have to say, yeah. right, we mark zonal, but uh, uh, you pick up Ben Teke. Simple. Sure, they've been well. working on that all week. Yeah, yeah, everyone talks about palette, how good Palace are from set pieces. The bizarre thing was, as I was watching that, I thought it must have been. I thought the whistle must have gone because the Sunderland players didn't move anyway. To me, I just thought Benteke just putting it in the net because he's heard the whistle, but and no, he, he only barely had to jump. Fantastic ball from from, from Chungy. From Chungy. 
Um, go, back to well, go back to Kabai. I also Grey Ball from Zeki Fry's as well. Oh, yeah. I want to go on to Zeki Fry's yeah. later on. Um, but on Kabai, uh, which is the first time I've ever said that on the podcast, I think, actually. Um, <laughs> on Ka- a couple of times. On, yeah. on Kabai. <laughs> shut up. On Kabai. Um, what, it feels like a bit of a conundrum at the moment, doesn't it? Because mm. he's, he's out of the team and we do okay. He comes back in. He's not in, we don't feel the right position. What, what do we do with him? You know, where, does he get, where does he fit in? I don't know. Travis has got more. He does fit in at the Travis moment. has got more experience of playing in, in at a high level of football. So I don't know if Travis has got experience of this sort of situation. But at the moment, I think it's his transfer fee that's getting him in the side rather than his. I don't think he transfer fee in history. And history, yeah, I mean, he's clearly a quality. His he's, reputation. It, it's it's not it's not dissimilar to a really situation. Yeah, but in that. If he's a if he's a really good player, but he doesn't make the team better, then I don't know what you do. Because but I don't think we've ever quite found. He has done in the past, hasn't he? There was a, well, there was a little spell of games. We come back to the West Brom game. So there was a sort of five or six games early in the season when he was playing really deep, and it did look like you know he was defending really well, starting to play, starting to pass. But it's just at the moment. I don't know whether it's a lack of fitness or. He's clearly. He's clear. I would. I. I wouldn't. I wouldn't start him. Simple as that. He's. He's not a number ten. I think. He sort of started there or yeah. played. Tried to play in around there on on Saturday, and it just didn't work. Yeah. And my personal view is that when he's trying to play with uh, MacArthur and Ledley, they all end up trying to. Uh, Occupy the same areas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They all drop too deep. They all drop like more or less into the very base midfield, and then you're left with no options further forward. When he plays with Kabai and Macarthur, uh, with sorry Punchin and Macarthur, Punchin's inclination now is to drop a bit deeper as yeah. well. So th- these players are almost getting on top of each other. There's no different options further up the pitch. They're not actually creating any. So what's, sort the, of what's the best? Well, I, what's thought, the best I, mix? I thought there were moments when they almost bypassed Kabai when Ledley was one instinctively dropping deep MacArthur was going forward and sometimes Punchin was behind MacArthur but I well if, I mean if Zahar was fit Kabai wouldn't have started on Saturday no. is my assumption I think because, you've got to play two of the three out of him Punch would have gone central yeah. yeah definitely but out of him yeah. Ledley and MacArthur you can only play two of the three yeah and I, I, at any one I, time I think because otherwise they're all going to just do each other's job anyway and that back pass notwithstanding I think Ledley's I think Ledley's having a good season. I think mean, he's getting better of each game, is my view. So, for my my choice would be Ledley and MacArthur with Punch. Yeah, I don't. I don't. No, I like MacArthur going forward. I do. I like it when he, he's good at doing late runs into the box and and he can fill that role. But I feel like they need to lose something defensively. Maybe. I don't think because well, I, do, so I think his highlights over the past couple of weeks have shown good positional awareness in such of like interceptions and things yeah. he's very good at losing the ball and then somebody make a run there's a, quite a few occasions where he's managed to make those weird tackles from behind and not give away free yeah. kicks where somebody's running and you can still stick a foot in and take the ball when they're not he's not very good at one-on-one defending but he's good at nicking the ball and he's good at intercepting things and that's what you need but then you've also got Ledley who's the one that is a bit better at challenging yeah. he's I, taking up the role that Yedinek used to yeah, play by winning that's, headers that's and actually really putting point. in the that's yeah. a really good point I think, he stepped up to the mark I was thinking we need to sign a like for like no. but, and Flamini's come in possibly could step into that role might not happen it might be a bit of an add your no. thing with him but I think that Ledley's stepped up a lot this season and why try and change something that's 
not broken. I, I think a lot of the just to fit Kabayan, who's we, a fan favourite and a party yeah. favourite. So we said this last week, Travis. Some of the criticism for Ledley has come simply because he's not Yednak, but. I think he's turning into a better version of Yedinak. Well, he is a better version of Yedinak. He's a few years younger and he's got. Yeah, and also he's I learned think from Yedinak and has, he's got a better beard as well, a longer yeah. beard. But also yeah, I think that's true. I think yeah. MacArthur. I think MacArthur's looking fully fit for the first time in probably season. Yeah, since the last half of the, the last half of last season and start this season, he looks properly fit now. He looks properly box to box fit. We've got a couple of years on Kabai as well, which does yeah. make quite a big difference yeah, yeah, at yeah, that yeah. age in terms of energy levels. Yeah. The difference sometimes between. A 28-year-old stability yeah. over the course of a season. It's not going to be the same in every instance, yeah. but that can sometimes have an effect. And MacArthur does look like the more naturally energetic player at the moment. I mean, obviously, Kabai's just coming back from an injury, so it's perhaps yeah, a bit harder. Yeah, I, I would yeah. certainly expect long-term for Pardew to go with Kabai, MacArthur, and Punchin. Yeah, I, I think that's what he'll go with, whether or not it works or not. But I think that part, the best Pardew's not the sort of guy who will take the difficult decision I don't think you're dropping a big player mm. particularly not a big player who's brought in as a marquee signing at his behest yeah. Yeah. and who is one of the highest standards at the club I just, and it's not yeah. a bad player it's still a good player he's a quality player I, mean, but I think it's an indication I mean these are these are good problems we're talking yeah. about it's an indication yeah. of how our squad has improved yeah. that we are now talking about a first team of 14 or 15 mm. whereas even last season we had a first team of 10 if that it were 9 maybe and now we've got a, yeah we the, the fact is that we can lose. You, you, we talked about this last night. You look at Chelsea and their problems at centre back, and it's simply it's simply snobbishness that they don't look for somebody like Tompkins. It was clearly a top class. You know, we've got we can lose Dan and Zahar, and we've got options to to replace them. Whereas in the past, that would have been a yeah. You'd be looking mm. around going, "This is us." Flamini, I, I I think is. I think he's clever buying, but I don't think he's going to start unless there no. are serious injury problems. I think he's a good sub to bring on if you've got. Although he, he's good he for gets, experience in the. He got he got done for pace a couple of times, even at the last five minutes of the Stoke game. But he's he's great for his. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. I think sometimes you bring. It's like the people laughed about Adibayor, but a lot of people at the club talked about what he did on the training ground. Sometimes you bring a player like that in for his influence, yeah, and experience, and his experience just in the dressing room and in situations. And I think he's a good buyer, but I don't think he's he's a star. But well, speaking of of starters, then or replacements, um, Zeki Fryers, as you said, Travis, mm. put in a brilliant that cross. Was that said that to me. Oh, okay, well, I'll credit you. Oh, I'll credit you. Dad that said it. Oh, he's like, no, he um, even here. Um, put in a brilliant cross for that MacArthur goal, and by all accounts, played quite well. Um, I think Bielkowski played quite well. He came on in like the 75th minute, didn't he? And, pl- and, pl- and played quite well. Yeah. We put in one cross. Um, well, it's a, it's a good cross. He's only a set in touch. An seven, assist. 25 seconds in. Yeah. Soiree, obviously, we wish him well on his recovery. But is Friars going to turn out to actually be kind of the perfect replacement in waiting? No. no. For Soiree, possibly. Yeah, for but Soiree. Not, but yeah. not as a decent defensive left back. I think I think Zeki Friars. And again, to be fair, I'm 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 really only basing this on on one game that I've seen him live because he had a, he came with a reputation at Tottenham for being a really good player, but being full of ego and a bit too full of himself uh, but uh, my instinct is that he would be very much a light for light replacement for Suarez and that he's going to be really good getting forward but not that brilliant at the defensive side of his job I'm perfectly it's happy good to with having the team against West Ham 
Yeah, but well, he's, maybe he's a bit of version of Michael Antonio, who's like, who's great going yeah. forward but can't defend to save his life. I'd, I'm perfectly happy with Kelly. Again, I, I feel sorry for Kelly. I don't see what else Kelly has to do to, to prove himself as a. Maybe he's not. Maybe Pardew likes his fullbacks to go forward, and Kelly's just not it, as good it, going it, forward. It, it could be that, but I, I think Street has made this point several times. It's, it's when our fullbacks go forward, they, that's when they get caught out. That's when they we and get they did a couple of times against Sunderland. You have to say that that did happen, and yeah. Yeah. Much as I, I, it's not the, the problem with Kelly isn't the fact that he can't go forward or the fact that he's bad technically. It's it's the same problem to a certain extent as it is with Ward that he's not mobile enough to operate up and down that flank for prolonged periods in the ninety minutes, and he doesn't have the recovery pace if he's no. sort of ten yards too far up to get back. And when you're playing a high line, there's every chance that just by not being so well drilled that you're back into shape immediately because you're focusing on putting forward that press that you will get caught out and neither him nor Ward have that mobility then my answer to that is don't play the high lines I, frankly I'm, yeah, I'm I'm old I'm much older than you so I'm much more old fashioned but I, frankly the first thing I want my defenders to do is defend yeah but this if, is... if they can't you know this, this idea that fullbacks have to be wingers as well if they're good enough to do that fine if they're not don't make them do it we've got other players we get, we've got plenty of width and plenty of quality going forward well it's interesting you know, in, the, in the last yeah, three I, matches yeah, there have been and I mentioned it in the last poll, I think, with you and, and James, that we're playing this high line with players that aren't that fast defense in yeah. the defence and who also aren't brilliant technically. So there, there have been in the last few games a few instances of individual errors that have led effectively to clear-cut chances just by asking a back four who aren't all... Dan, I think, can play it if he's next to a centre-back who's quick and mobile. Yeah. But I don't think any of the other three can play that, that way. And it will lead to very open games. No, it can't be a coincidence that we're conceding a good couple of ga- good couple of goals yeah, yeah. in most games. But I don't um, think we'll play that way against the Man Cities of this world. No, we can't. Uh, we can't. you'd no. hope not. But yeah. it's not just modern. It's just not modern formations now that fullbacks are just effectively wing backs slash wingers. It's just what's expected of them. Well, it is, but that, that then means you've got to try to buy a different type of player when you go to buy fullbacks. Mm, that's why there aren't that many good, really Brilliant good fullbacks at the moment. That's what I mean. You talk about you talk about fullbacks with that technical quality. I'm struggling to think of many in the Premier League. Bellerin, Bellerin, Klein, Klein, Klein. Klein. Maybe. I actually but agree with Travis that Van Arnholt's better than any of ours. He's yeah, well, yeah. Well, he's good forward, isn't he? Scores yeah. a few goals and stuff. So both at Spurs, uh, pretty damn good. Danny yeah. Rose. Um, yeah. well, well, I don't, I don't rate that. I, I, I just can't walk. Really good, yeah, I just really, don't like Danny Rose. They're really good going for. But, but yeah, we the, the FA Cup game. Now Zahar did a, gave Danny Rose a really torrid time. They're great. Both of them are good going forward. But even for England, their defensive qualities are lacking. No. Yeah, they've got the recovery not, pace. Well, they have. Yeah, but the thing yeah. is, they get forward and yeah. they don't do that. But, you know, Carl Walker's got one trick when he gets forward. Yeah, as, as pretty much as Danny Rose. Again, I, I, I just think it's wrong to judge fullbacks on how well they get forward when. Is it not everyone doing it now? No, that's not everyone. You don't. watching Burnley Watford last night for the love of God because he literally was. I actually fell asleep. That, yeah. It doesn't often happen. I fell asleep for about seventy minutes. The, the good teams are doing it. Teams like Man City, albeit they're bringing their fullbacks in off the off the wings a little bit. The top teams do it, but most teams don't do it. You can't afford to. You got. You got. The first priority is to, is to yeah. defend. And like, I I just don't see how Kelly and Ward have. I know Ward. It's a slight no, we just can't do at the moment because number one, Kelly or Ward yeah. aren't left footed and it's not going to work yeah. down that left hand flank yeah. as effectively. But I've, I've got be. a feeling Zeki Thrives, clearly Pardew's working him back into the team, I think. So I think, I don't think it'd be too long before Fries is our first choice. 
Oh, well, I think I think the next transfer window will be interesting because we've we filled every other gap really, haven't we? In the, this summer, summer and I think fullbacks yeah. will be will be next on the agenda for that. I think it very much depends on where we are in the league and what how we will, we do between. I don't think I think we spent so much money in the summer. I don't think, I think Paris should be really careful in the winter unless we desperately need. Oh, man, I think it probably just depends on who Sam Allardyce wants after Pardew gets the England job, and we end up with Big Sam. Well, that's not going to happen. <laughs> so when Pardew, when Allardyce ends up back at Sunderland, he might try and buy some of our players. But. Oh boy, well, I was going to end the part, part, part one there, but that's uh, quite. Disturbing looking to the future to end on what I'm going to do it anyway. Uh, part two, we've got questions from our listeners. So join us in a bit. Welcome back to part two of the Five Year Plan podcast. Pod 188 sponsored by Vector Printing for all your print and embroidery needs. Go to vector.co.uk. That's Vector. Okay. Oh, sorry. Okay. <laughs> And JCIS, the global research and brand consultancy from South London. Visit jc-is.com. I surely will. I will. Oh, it's tragic to see two presenters at the peak of their fame bickering with each other as they both want to host the show. Yeah. What are you talking own, about? Our very own Ant and Dick. Well, not, no one's bickering. No, oh, I'm, I'm hosting. I'm going Dick and Dom. Um, well, yeah. Well, I'm Dom. Uh, yeah. Uh, let's move on to the questions from... This is on Instagram. I've asked the question Ooh. first time ever in questions on Instagram. No, no, Don't say haven't. that. It'll only confuse Uncle Kevin. This is from Extra... <laughs> What's Instagram? We haven't, you got, on Instagram? We haven't got... We haven't We've got, had this conversation before. No, that was... Snapchat. That was WhatsApp. WhatsApp. No, Snapchat. What? More, what? what? You, yeah, you refuse to get on WhatsApp, thus getting into I our FIT to group to make the pod organisation easier each week. Just though. text me. No one texts anymore. I've right. got loads of texts. I've got four today from different people. Get a bloody semaphore message from my Dave down the road as well, don't you, Uncle? The only pet, my dad. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this, this uh, question is from Extra Cav. Hi, Extra Cav. Hi, Cav. Cav. It says, uh, will the Telegraph reveal Kevin Day offering bung payments to players to hold their goals down, thus forestalling his <laughs> swim across Thornton Heath Pond? <laughs> yeah, my lawyer says I have to point out that he has to score 20 goals. Not 19, not 21, 20. You never said when as well. That's true. No, yeah, I did. I specified oh, that. did you? I'd, I'd like to think that I'd be sharp enough to see that the person I was talking to was, in fact, a journalist. Uh, I, don't, I'd, it's, it's, I'd, I don't understand what the Telegraph, of all the things that are going on in the world, the fact that they reveal a football manager knows how to get round things <laughs> and wants money is a slightly odd one. And also, it's going to put off a lot of people who want that England job. Um, well, speaking of which, then there's a lot of questions this week from people asking, uh, "Would we? What, how do we feel about Pardew getting the job?" Because yet again, he's obviously one of the people linked, not the favourite, but well, on his Facebook page, possibly. I don't, I, I, I don't know what the how the what the philosophical way of saying this, or the I don't think he fits the FA's profile. Is my Instinct. I don't think. I think one of the reasons that Allardyce has been sacked, once that's confirmed, is that it's become quite clear early on that the players weren't that impressed with him as an appointment after sixty-seven days. Yeah, because he's. It's that classic show me your medal. It's like they're not impressed that he's kept Sunderland in the Premier League. They're not impressed with his the football he's played. I think there'd be an element of that with Pardew, and I think this is too. You know, all the touchline antics. I just think there's too much in Pardew's backstory. He's head-butting people on the pitch. He's, he's too volatile for the FA, is my 
is my guess. And also, you only have to look at his his curve as a as a manager. Where the, this is pretty much the first time he's arrested a slump. There that is. was that him arrested. <laughs> It's pretty much the first time, you know. Yeah, we've talked long and hard about this. You know, we've been reminded by Newcastle fans and Southampton fans and, and West Ham fans that you get a golden eighteen months and then it all goes pear shaped. And this is the first time we sort of turned it around. I, I just, I just can't see them going for another English match. I just, I, I don't think we've got anything to worry about. To be honest, losing Pardew, although it might be Pardew will probably. He's such an egomaniac. This might be the reason we won three games in the spin because he, he had a hint that things were going wrong at the FA. So he might as well play. With Maybe him. he's been freelancing at the Telegraph. Who? Yeah. It turns out he's the fake shake. <laughs> uh, we're of course only saying that for parody purposes. Not yes, of course. Actually, a statement of fans. Yeah. Do we know yeah. who, who else? Who's in line for the? I mean, I presume Southgate's, Southgate's favourite, I think, but he's also um, well, he's getting in temporary games, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. Oh, is that a bit announced? Yeah, I think he's. Yeah, yeah. they've announced that he's going to be in. They've think... announced that he's uh, analysed his resign before he gets sacked. All of that nonsense. Oh, okay, right. Well, I yeah, think blah, blah, blah. there's one thing we know about Gareth Southgate. He's highly unlikely to be involved in an undercover sting. There will nothing. Simply, is nothing you'll find about Southgate. Which is probably not what you could say about some of the other candidates for the job from all over the world. So that about Southgate. growing kicks for a long time though. Things, things pop up there. That things, things, popped so. up, <laughs> that things popped up a lot on the basis of Ryan Giggs, that's part of the problem. The, the thing with the Ryan Giggs thing is that people, people, people in the game knew about the. Uh, uh, I really enjoyed that. That's yeah. so fast, witty. <laughs> that's what Man United. That's very funny. <laughs> things Why pop up. What things pop up? Yeah. Things pop up. Yeah, <laughs> we didn't. Yeah, we didn't imply yeah. things in the news. It's a matter of record that he was accused of infidelities with various people. Ryan Giggs. <laughs> South Street's <laughs> lawyer senses are tingling, aren't they? Uh, next question is from Dominic Watts. Oh, hi, hi Dominic. Dominic. What's this on? What, it's it's still, on, still on Instagram. Oh, what Instagram? It's Instagram this week, is it? We're un- legally we're allowed to say Instagram, are we? We're not supposed to say other social media things, are we? Well, yeah, but we're going to get. I'm, I'm being sponsored by them, so yeah. By Instagram. Yeah. Six six figure. <laughs> I thought you said finger just for a moment. <laughs> okay, Dominic's question is: uh, Can and will Lobic Remy ever get a game with Benteke? It says in this form, but I think just in general is a good question as well. Crikey, I've forgotten Lobic Remy. Yeah, I think he will stick him out wide sometimes. Well, I'm, I'm not a medical professional, so I don't really feel. I'm able to opine on whether or not he'll get back. Uh, that wasn't the question. Will we ever see him play with him? Well, we've got him on loan for a year. No, so I, th- I think I think the, the, I think the inference is if once he's fit, can he play? Will will he play a four, Will he yeah. play a four four two or will Remy? Well, that that was left open to ambiguity there, really, wasn't it? Well, well, I think if we had a situation Mr. like Mr. this, lawyer, 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 yeah. Mr. Lawyer, today, if we had a situation like this weekend when Zaha's not in the team and doesn't travel up, I think Remy, purely because of his pace, would be yeah. a a number one choice to go on the wing over a Sacco or over a, a Lee and I think and even over punching to be yeah, yeah over punching yeah be, over those three he would be straight in the wing so no, I'd, I'd I agree think he that. would play at times also a fairly yeah. good replacement like for like for Benteke as well if Benteke's really played main striker easily no he can be a main striker but not mm. like for like and he's well, like, yeah, not, not exactly like for like but he's, he, can, he can lead the line I feel like I feel like the reason I feel yeah. like the reason things are clicking so well at the moment is because Benteke is the perfect guy up top he yeah. is literally the perfect striker with the right uh, capabilities 
to play that role and as you said in the first part doing all linking up well doing all that doing all the right runs but also good in the air so I, uh, I I don't know if we'd be as effective with someone like Remy off top of his own I don't think Remy would replace him if Benteke was fit no. in the scenario mm. that Benteke's not fit I think it'd be more than an adequate replacement yeah definitely is that legal enough for you? <laughs> Flaky enough for one of you and legal enough for the other one, is it? Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> okay, like a Dickens uh, this... novel, flaky and legal. An interesting one with uh, <laughs> the whole um, being direct thing. We've had so much criticism, haven't we, over the Delaney diagonal. Yeah, the first goal came from that on, the, it, on Saturday. It, it, it well, I told you, Ben Tekken makes Delaney's balls look good. Yeah, he does and make I'll hold, I'll hold myself to that. <laughs> You'll hold yourself to <laughs> Delaney's balls. <laughs> And then he just twisted that. But, but that, that. It, they, that comment that I made a few weeks ago. It, it looks like Delaney's actually looking up to make those passes now. Whereas in the past, without a doubt, he hasn't. He's because it's been drilled into him by you know it's Pulis who started it, and then Pardew was happy for him to. He, he's acting under orders as he implied to us when he was on the pod. But he now looks like, and it was interesting because it was MacArthur, as we said, that was so far forward to get it. So, but we are we're a lot less direct, and there's no. It's, it's going to take time to get rid of the the last vestiges of the way we used to play. You'll never get, and it's still a, there's definitely a progression, isn't there? There's yeah. definitely uh, well, still every now and again it's an a evolution. Viable, it's a viable option. But I, I thought what was in really interesting was that one. I'm not sure if we just equalised, but we had that three three player break. And it goes across the punch. And, yeah, go, yeah, who ends up from Kibai. Who, did, who doesn't shoot across the keeper? But you know that was more controlled football than we would have done last season. That would have been one pass. That would have been a pass in the general direction of the furthest forward Palace player. Yeah. But we worked it progressively with three or four passes. So mm. that's a, a sort of indication of what we're working towards, I think. There's, uh, yeah, there's, def- there's definitely a progression, I think, in the way we play. Um, but I think a lot of that is down to the personnel we've got in. Like we've got mm. people like Townsend and Benteke. You, you can't really make a progression in terms of what you play unless you've yeah, got the right people well, that can play that. Yeah, but then that implies that the manager doesn't get any credit for that, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, why? Mm. What do you mean? Because the man, they, they, those players weren't just magicked into the team, were they? It was like they, they, clearly they were targets, and I don't think we've changed the way we play football simply because we got those players. No, well, I think it's, it's no. aided. We Pardew said when he came in as manager, I'm going to start playing a more expansive way. I'm going to get yeah. put the ball at risk and all that, Mavericks and etc. But it hasn't been as effective and, until it has now because of the personnel point. that are in the squad. Yeah, we weren't able, able to do it with Guardiola before, but now we've got Townsend and whoever. So. Okay, next question is from Richard Bushell. Hey, Richard. Hi, Richard. He says, and this one's just on uh, on Facebook. Oh, okay. No. Yeah, mm-hmm. You know what Facebook is? Yeah, I know what Facebook is. I know that, yeah. We're working towards something like that. Does anybody write in anymore? No. Do we even have an address? No. Oh, okay. Yes, your house. <laughs> <laughs> my house. Your house. My house. Do you want to come in my house? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, we, we out, we're out, we're out. Yeah, we know, Mickey. The next question. <laughs> we're out, Mickey. All right. Right, Richard says. Oh, Richard, yeah. Uh, if you're following an away game on Soccer Saturday, mm-hmm. I'll watch it on other, BT. Other, so. other, <laughs> other, <laughs> other options are available. Yeah. Uh, who do you want commentating? Well, it's got to be Kevin Day, really, hasn't it? Now, no, we were there for uh, the pithy banter content rather than the actual commentary <laughs> on the game. Uh, Jermaine Jean is, is very good. Danny Murphy's pretty good. Danny Murphy's pretty good. Anybody other than Phil Thompson, basically. Yeah, Klopp was excellent on Monday Night Football, if you want uh, yeah. 
world out current manager so if you said yeah can, mm. can you come and commentate every week you'd probably not be quite so down with it the uh, real ex-pros I'm not such a fan of like your Charlie Nicholas's and your Paul Merson's your Paul Merson's <laughs> who've singularly failed come on just somebody you know how to pronounce that it's Wilson what's his funny foreign name Wilson. Whistler yeah. Whistler. I think he does Whistler. it on purpose doesn't he yeah he does a little bit yeah yeah but um, no I think I think there are a generation of younger uh, players coming through people like Jermaine Genus and Danny Murphy who do art I'll tell you who is surprisingly Chris Sutton he's a bit dour but he's, he's honest he's opinionated he's opinionated he's like an intelligent Steve Claridge I don't like that no. <laughs> Steve Claridge. we all want an intelligent Steve Claridge don't we <laughs> ok um, uh, next question comes from the BBS hello BBS hi okay. B I know as in, it, as in I'm going to say the person's name but I'm just telling you the, the, the platform is oh I see it's, yeah. it's platform it's so BBS, I thought it was yeah. the whole BBS getting, got together and asked a question <laughs> no, <it's> spare, <laughs> spare, spare two minutes between being okay. annoyed at the world and stuff apparently so we had quite a few from the BBS oh, wow. and actually quite de- decent questions as well oh, yeah. <laughs> um, this one's from I'd like to point out that I'm not surprised I'd like to distance myself from the other two people <laughs> you, you wait until I see what you say about you on there <laughs> <laughs> no, my, my mate Chirpy tells me what they say about me before. Um, uh, <laughs> there was a thread about you the other day that after two pages this ended into abuse about me so a thread about me Do, yeah. what, what have I done this time I can't remember but it was, uh, it, was, it, was, it, was, it, was it was great the next question comes from this. Well, so this question on the BBS is from Yogia. Hi, Yogia. 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 And that they say, um, who should make way in defence when Dan returns? Does the fact that Fryers can cross the ball offset what seems to be a lack of positional awareness? Well, we've talked about Fryers, but so what does happen when when Dan comes back? Dan goes to the bench. Kelly goes at left back, and Wall comes in at right back, and stays with Tompkins. I think his first think, choice back four is Suarez. Okay. I think it would just be that first choice. His first choice back four would be Suarez Ward. Tompkins and Dan but I think ironically since Tompkins had that half Delaney's had three quite decent halves better than perhaps he played before but I think as soon as Dan is fit he comes straight back in and Delaney goes back to the, the bench to the bench I know there is still there's still a ground sort of opinion from a lot of Palace fans that they rather optimistically think that Tompkins has been bought at, at right back and it's really interesting to hear West Ham fans who I spent a lot of time with last night really really upset Mm. That Tompkins has gone, given what's happened to their defence. What about your career the other week that Flamini could play at um, fullback? That's only that's, still, that was, I don't think he's got enough legs. That, that was in, no, uh, that no, was no, only in the it, you know in the worst case scenario that we right because basically we're down to you know, now. Well, Fries is back in the scene, but basically Kelly and Kelly was his own cover at centre back and left back, wasn't he? So, mm. but I think Flamini. I think if Flamini ever does start a game, it would be in a very deep role in front of. The, the two centre backs. It's a bit weird, isn't it? Because like, well, it's not weird, but uh, it shows the progression. Because on this pod a couple of years ago in the Premier League, we wouldn't talk about the defence most weeks. So the defence was our best bit, wasn't it? And we were all happy with there was a back four that we were all happy with, and we just cracked on with it. Just because we were playing a very defensive style of football. Yeah, and I, I think certainly during the Pulis. I think that's probably only true when Pulis was managing. To be perfectly honest, when they were drilled to within an inch of their their life I think sometimes Pardew gives the impression that defence isn't glamorous enough for him to worry about too much but I mean while we're scoring I mean why it's a different argument this season is because we weren't scoring the goals last season you you don't mind conceding one two if you know you're going to score three four at the other end but there will come a time and Andy's quite right we do have to the defence isn't quite right yet because that's next clean sheets is next I think Mandanda has made a difference although ironically we probably conceded more goals under him than we did 
in a similar period under Hennessy. So it's sort of counterintuitive. But I think he has made a difference in that he is... What's the word we keep using? He has the presence. Uh-huh. He does have presence, yeah. yeah. Uh, BT Sport, by the way, say it's officially Mandanda. Really? Yeah. Even though he said it was Mondanda. Mondanda. Well, he obviously didn't. He didn't say it's Mondanda. Oh, no, whatever. I'm just guessing. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, adding, I'm adding a French bit now, on the end. Mondanda. 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 I don't know. Why not? Because that's nice. All right, we'll call you Jim Trampy from now on. Why not? That's, that's fine. That's a completely different word. So, well, factually why not? accurate. <laughs> so, what, why is it Mandanda? I don't know. I don't, I'm not a French linguist, am I? They just they, they insisted it all the way through because so I pointed out that it's officially Mondondo and they willfully carried on saying Mandanda. Mondondo sounds except good. for Paul Ince who just went man 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 de mandy de de. It's not that difficult. It's only three syllables. Uh, okay. Well, speaking of the defence, mm-hmm. oh, I thought you were going to say speaking of syllables. Then <laughs> <laughs> you clearly weren't listening. Were ten years segue ever. <laughs> uh, That'd speaking be a good of name for a band, wouldn't it? Ten years segue. Yeah, it would be actually. Something yeah. like uh, speaking of speaking of like what? <laughs> Nothing. Oh god. Yeah, it's one of the pods you weren't available for because you were with your mate Ledley King. Okay. Thirty-five viewers. Groucho Club. Um, so <laughs> we've had a couple of questions. Going back to the defence, we had a couple of questions about the defence from uh, Stavros sixty-nine of the BBS. All right, Stavros. Hi, Stavros. And Dave De Benedictus. Hi, Dave. Oh, Dave. Oh, I think that was on Facebook. That one. Two great names. They both essentially said. Would you like to see some defensive players coming in in January? Uh, well, no, Stavros said quality, uh, depth of squad, he says, we look short on quality on the bench. And then Dave De Benedictus um, has said uh, uh, we look defensively frail on Saturday. What players you'd look, like to see coming in January? So I guess in general, Jan- I know January transfer is a while away, but any sort of particular players we should be targeting? I think, I think the bench is getting better. It's definitely better than it was this time last year. I'm, I don't think. I think we made mistakes defensively, but I think that's a difference to being defensively frail. To be perfectly honest, and you know, Ledley was a midfielder who made a terrible mistake. The second goal, you know, Defoe was he was unmarked. I mean, there were defensive errors, but again, well, he was offside to begin with. He was offside to begin with, but again, I think it's a it's a sort of corollary of the way we're changing the way we play football as well. So, I. And maybe I'm being optimistic because we are scoring goals. And I, I think where there is a lack of cover is at the back. There's no doubt about that. Uh, I, again, I'd be unless there's any real need, I'd be surprised if they didn't wait to get to the end of the season. It's just, it's just like it's, uh, it's. What do you buy at the back? Do you buy another Martin Kelly, who's a perfectly good stand-in, or do you really go out and spend a lot of money on a quality fullback? But as we said, there aren't many available, so it, it, the, the the options are limited. Aren't but they? it's a, it's also a strange time. I mean, it's it's a good time to buy defenders in January because they don't they simply don't go for the same amount of money that strikers do when teams are desperate to pull themselves out of a relegation struggle. But at the same time, any good defenders that are available. You'd imagine they're available because they're not in the first team in the clubs they're playing for anyway. So uh, I, I think we're getting slightly more canny with our transfer buys. That I don't think we'll buy anybody unless they're really, really better than the people we've got. And the, the players that are much better than the people we've got aren't going to be available for transfer. No, and we've seen this summer the big, that we had to spend a lot of money to get first team players. Yeah, and, and also if you think about Soiree, Soiree took some time to, to find his, his feet in... Football, so there's, I don't think there's much point in January buying a player from abroad because it'll take a long time for them to bed in. So unless there's a real 
disaster. I don't, I don't think there will be a massive rush for Palace to buy defenders, to be perfectly honest. Well, a Street, what do you think? Because you're well, routinely critical of the fullbacks. So, I think we need new fullbacks. Good, OK. I think right back is just where we need to. I mean, left back, you've, probably, you've got, when Suarez fit, you've got Kelly, Suarez, and Zeki Fryers. Right back is an area where. In terms of cover, I think I think Street is actually right. I'm still a, a Joe Ward fan. I still think he's a perfectly competent Premier League. He's not outstanding. He's not going to play international football, but I think he's a perfectly competent Premier League defender. But I don't know who would replace him if he was injured again. Probably Kelly, but that's. I think it's yeah. a, it is a fair point to say that even in spite of what I say about not being a big fan at all of any of our fullbacks and. Point that I think that long term we need some new fullbacks. If they're if the ones available are no better than what we've identified there, and if we're not being canny enough and identifying, you know, and unearthing gems from the likes of the French league or, or whatever, then yeah, perhaps there's no there isn't there a point in going and getting, for example, I don't know, Chelsea's third choice left back yeah. and, and going about things that way. So I, I, I would I, I'd like to see us bring in a quality fullback or two in January but I wouldn't be entirely surprised if we don't because of those reasons but also one of the cliches of modern football is that defending starts from the front it's not just the back five who defend yeah and Benteke much he's, he's good but he's not the sort of he's not the centre forward he's covering every inch of the pitch to, to close down their centre backs full backs and neither is Zahar or Townsend so you know it's not you can't just blame the, the defence for for goals conceded and I just punching to that extent, really. Yeah, well, yeah, but I, I just, yeah, I mean, there's been a couple of mistakes, high-profile mistakes, especially at Middlesbrough away when punching gave the ball away. But I just don't think I, I can't see the pressing need. I can't see that our defence is is that much of a problem. I know we're we're conceding goals, yes, but we're winning games. I I, I think there's an element of Palace fans having to complain about something. Yeah, so we, we do have the, we do have left out the long injury. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. But um, yeah, again, Suarez for me is a better wing back than he is. Fullback in the in the long term, I'm not. Okay, well that leads me on to. I just I just generally don't see that there's a much of a problem as people seem to be implying that there is. That leads me on to the next question, which has come in via Snapchat. Oh God! You just you just trying to make Kevin's head explosions. Don't tell me where they come from. This one's come from Snapchat. I'm just trying to I'm trying to do as many different platforms as possible. Come on, platforms. What we're doing games now? No, like social media platforms. Oh wow! I wish your dad was here, Travis. So this one's this is how many more are there? Uh, well, I'm going to try and get as many from what? This one's from Tris Foster. Hi, Tris. Hi, Tris. And Tris says, uh, what, uh, talking, you talking about wingbacks there, it says, what's the ideal formation for a current first team? For, for our current first team or for yeah. two, three, one? I think so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think Trav solved it. Sorry, yeah, what was that? 4 2 3 1. Which is our current formation. Our current form, yeah, whether you call it four five one, four two three one, because that's again another, four, three, three. another of the buzzwords in coaching. Is it's all flexible? You know, you know the, the formation that the TV shows at the start of the game doesn't bear a lot of resemblance to. But the interesting thing on Monday Night Football again talking about Klopp was him saying that when he plays a new system or when he sets his team up for a game in a new way, he likes to really drill them into that sort of set way of playing, that set sort of formation, yeah. and that set strategy in a match before he really unleashes it in a match I think some managers are far more structured about it than others I can't yeah. imagine for example a Guardiola who's so scientific and methodical about everything not going down to that sort of exacting level of detail where he feels he could probably get a marginal gain whereas I could quite imagine someone like I don't know 
for the sake of argument, let's call him Palin Arju, saying to <laughs> a team, just go out there and do your thing. Yeah. You know, the way Harry Redknapp used to. Yeah. So I, I think they're both both approaches are probably but, but, both, both done at the top level. We talked about that game last night when Burnley in particular, you can see how rigid their formation was and a team at that level will have to sort of do that. That was an awful match, wasn't it? It was an awful match, but watching it, yeah, my abiding uh, impression was that, you know, the, the nature of the Premier League is such... I'm sure Travis will agree. The nature of the Premier League is such that on the day, Burnley could beat us twice in a season and Watford could beat us twice in a season. But Anyone can beat anyone twice yeah, in a season. But, we, but looking at those teams last night, looking at the players both teams have, looking at the way we're playing, we're better than both those teams. And there, are, there haven't been that many times in the past when you can watch a game and go, just go, we are actually better than we got well, better players. I would players absolutely with. definitely take Kapui in our midfield. Mm. Yeah, but there's there's yeah, there's not a Premier League team in the country that hasn't got a player that we p- could probably replace one of ours. But for the most part, Burnley and and Watford will take eight of our players. We're just not only we've got better players, we're, we're just a better team. I and mean, that's just so that was such a bad advert for the Premier League last night. There's no atmosphere. There's no. It was just thud and blunder. It was just horrible. Okay, the next question comes from Twitter. I'm just letting you know because you, you, you were interested before. So just back to traditional. Um, from traditional? How is it traditional? No, it's in traditional for us, for the pot. It fitted in like 2006, wasn't it? That's ridiculous. Um, 2009. Uh, 2009. A traditional. Tra- traditional. Been there for seven years. Traditional for us. You know, rather than Snapchat or whatever. Uh, from Chris K. Hi, Chris. Hi, Chris. And he says, are we running before we can walk? Are we expansive football? For example, lead mistake and stuff like that. I think that's an interesting you question. Did you put your hand up? I didn't put my hand up. No, not that old. <laughs> Just like yes, Kevin. You found the offside trap on the front. You could answer that. One of the things I very rarely do in my own house, Travis, is put my hand up to answer a question. Um, Does that mean you sometimes do it in your own house? You've met Ali, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> Can I get something out of the fridge, please, Ali? Um, I think that's a very interesting question. I think I'd, I'd be interested to look back at the stats of last season Travis and see how many games away from home we had more than fifty percent possession. Not a lot. Do you think? Do you think we'd have had any games away from home? No. Boys? Not a lot of games at home with fifty percent possession. To be honest. Exactly. So the home game against Stoke we had fifty-seven percent possession. Away at Sunderland we had fifty-three percent possession. I, I think it's a it's a massive change actually. It's not. We talked about progression earlier. It's a huge change, but I think there will be mistakes. But I I don't know what the sort of halfway house is between. 27, well, obviously there's a mathematical answer. But I, I'm impressed and encouraged by it. Okay. I've got a stat. I've got a stat. Is that Go what on. you two are just giggling about now? While no, I wasn't Travis actually. No, no, that's something else. To hold it together. JD's now on another social media platform, Periscope. Well, we're Periscope. Well, Periscope. Periscope. I've got, no, I've got okay. questions from Periscope. Yeah, he's got, what are you uh, Periscope is now? Yeah, I'm trying to say my stat. Go on, get on the stat, and then we'll do the Paris. Are you filming Um, filming me without my permission? uh, No. In which case, you can stop. No. (laughs) (laughs) According to one of the uh, analytics guys on on Twitter, they they do all their sort of regression analysis, etc. We're on his scale, not his model, so that comes with the caveats that he has to make assumptions, etc., etc. He reckons that we're the fourth best pressing team in the Premier League so far. Pressing team? Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. So in terms of winning the ball back and speed at which the ball is won back and the areas in which it's won back. That's really interesting. If you'd said passing team, I wouldn't have been surprised, but pressing, that's... Yeah. 
That's interesting. Thank you. But a part of that may be down to the teams we played so far because you know I know we're saying about us having got the results and so on and so forth, but we've probably not played against you know mm. what we would construe as being a very 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 no, good no, Premier League. Do you think, so Travis, having yeah. played for the academy, will the style of football we're playing in the first team be filtering down to all the other levels? Will Oh, it just depends on the manager you have. Because I, I remember being in the... Um, when we had Warnock as a manager in the championship, I remember playing a type of football that Man City played because we had a manager. Oh, really? And he wanted okay. us to play that type of game. And then I remember moving on and having Salad as the manager next season and he wanted to play a different type. But it's all down to the manager, I don't think. Right. I think there are some clubs, your clubs like Barcelona, that have their way of bringing players in at eight and having a certain style of football and making sure goalkeepers can play in every single position by the time they're 16. And there are things... But I don't think at Palace it's not... We're not a big enough club. We don't have a, right. to, an identity as such for it to ring through the whole club at the moment you never know it would be nice to get to that though wouldn't it yeah it would be but I mean you have to be the one of the top four teams in the country to have that yeah, kind of yeah, yeah, yeah to be that big I suppose the logic is the next Palace manager will play a completely different type yeah, exactly. of football yeah exactly and he'll switch it up yeah. That's okay, yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you yeah. get, get your money on the bookies tonight um, no, listen, it'd be a very different podcast I think, we all know Palace the sort of team who can shoot themselves in the foot from a, either close up or a long way away but even with things going the way they are, it, we couldn't. Oh, no. What logic? What, what, by, the ne- by, logic? The, by the next pod, I'm telling you. What, well, I'll, I'll happily put. I'm, I'm because a, I'm getting bored of being optimistic on pods. And, and you oh, are well, never optimistic on pods. But what have you got? Not on pods. No, he's not optimistic <laughs> anyway. <laughs> in on pods. There is no way in God's. When's our next pod? This time next week? Yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah. Well, if you want to be. Brazen enough to put it's of course Allardyce. Why? Where's Pardew going? Southgate's in charge of the England team for the next four games. Well, well they'll realise that they need to secure Alan Pardew quickly, and, and uh, it'll happen. No, okay. That, that catnip, my cat's got. Have you been sniffing the catnip? <laughs> what's gone? What, what's got into you? Are, you? are you just being willfully mischievous? Of course he is. It's that mystery. Have you not been on the previous 187 pods? No, uh, okay, we do have a question from. Don't say that. I've done with my life. <laughs> we do have a question from from Periscope, but uh, I'm going to save it for part three. Hi, Perry, because it's. Um... <laughs> uh, right on that note, we will. Uh, yeah. Uh, thank you for your, your questions on all platforms, listeners. Uh, in part three, we're going to preview the Everton game, which is on Friday night. Uh, which is modern football. Uh, so, join us in a bit. Welcome back to this week's Five Year Plan Podcast. Hey! Pod 188, sponsored by Vector Printing. For all your printing embroidery needs, go to vector.co.uk and that's Vector with a K. Now, I was saying, hold on, because you did it prematurely last time. You didn't want to ruin it. That was a very nice. That was a very radio voice style. Okay. Cheers. And practicing. Yeah, a little flashback to my practicing a week honeymoon. What you did, K on your honeymoon. You did it prematurely and didn't want to ruin it. <laughs> <laughs> and moving on, uh, JCIS, the global research and brand consultancy from South London. Visit jc-is.com. I will. No, I know I'm nitpicking here, but uh, yeah. last week's presenter <laughs> spelled out. The JC it didn't just do JCIS. Yeah, but the, the problem with that before. is it, that's too lengthy, and you know they're only paid for a specific time slot. Oh, that's really? Not, that's not true at all. So get, uh, <laughs> I, I, I made the sponsors feel special. That the you sponsors did, you always. Are, um, do, you yeah, know what? do you know what? The you made the listeners feel special. As well. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the sponsors <laughs> always feel special. Um, 
been sullied a bit this week, but you made yeah. me feel special. I can't. Um, it, uh, it, it John Curran Innovation Solutions. Is that the, is that the one? No, Innovation and Strategy. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, John. Um, anyway. Uh, let's move on. He only listens to hear the JCIS bit. <laughs> he doesn't listen to the pod. He makes sure he's getting his money's worth. He's a, he's a, he's a big Where does pod listener. Where And he's... Um, let's move on to, the, to part three. Uh, question, because I, we did Just have a question. for Sam Allardyce's wine bill. Oh, what were all those T-shirts we gave away last week with a question? Remember we had a question? <laughs> no one got in contact with me personally, oh, so I okay. don't know. What was the question? I asked the question about who like is Palace's top ever defensive goal scorer. Yeah. So like defender and Ooh. also goal scorer. Do you know what the answer is? Well, we know that Jim, Jim Cannon has 30, but we don't know if anyone's beaten that. Oh, okay. And no one's got in contact with I've not with seen anyone tweet I think that. that implies that no one cares. <laughs> no, no one has scored more than 30, I think so. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, probably. So what's Scott done on? 13, I think. 13. Okay. In, in 90. Which uh, is a better goal scoring record yeah. than Zaha. Mm. Top, <laughs> is it really? Yeah. Zaha's played like 130 and scored maybe like four. Well, perhaps the next England manager will give Scott Dan a chance then. Ah. Ah. Do, we, do we really want to talk about Scott Dan and England again? No. We always come around to it, don't we? It's, it's tedious, but he should be playing for England. Let's move on to the Everton game. Friday might, might Friday England manager job for saying. It's funny now, I've been to give it to <laughs> Scott, we've run out. <laughs> you on the job? Yeah, go on there. Okay. Southgate Palace legend. So our um, our periscope question. Well, that's a bit strong, yeah. isn't it? Calling Southgate a Palace legend. <laughs> well, yeah, the word legend is banded about too much these days. I agree. Yeah. You're quite Palace, right. he- Palace, Palace hero. Palace ex player. So I'll yeah. go for Palace player. Yeah, yeah Palace, Palace player. Yeah, he was a good player. Oh, no, Palace. he was a good captain, player. Good captain, captain, dusted yeah. the championship. Yeah, he, he carried himself well as well. Yeah, and he was once sick on Ron Lowe's shoe. So <laughs> really, yeah, in a lift. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. That, I think I'm that elevates him to legend. Oh, yeah. very good. Anyway. He can do it. Um, <laughs> just not on stage. So confused. <laughs> right. <laughs> what was the Periscope question? It was about... It's from Eagles Kev. It was from Eagles Kev. And then you say, hi, hi Kev. Hi, Kev. Hi, Kev. Jesus Kev. Christ, you people. Hi, um, Jesus. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and careful. Uh, and the question was, will we finally break the Clattenburg curse on Friday there night? There you go. So thanks for that question. Kev. I don't think it's an actual curse. We have one under Clattenburg, with Clattenburg referee, just only once out of... When was that? A while ago? Okay, we have won one out of... I think we lost 20... Not yeah. one twenty-seven and one... I think it's interesting that... Um, I suppose statistically, given the number of referees, it could be uh, just a coincidence that it's taken till game seven before we got Clattenburg. I think it'll be a while before we get him at Sellers Park. That'd be interesting. Because uh, funny enough, even uh, on Saturday, a lot of the players were talking around the game, whatever game, they were talking about referees and even neutrals were saying Palace have got a right to be dubious about Clattenburg. Um He's, oh, he's, yeah, he's obviously a good ref because he's got tattoos of the big games that he's refereeing. But you know, it's it, the thing is, he is quite a handy. He's quite a handy excuse in a way because if you don't do well, you can just go. Well, it's down to Clatton, but the things we, you know, we used to be quite well on Magic side, though. We've, the games Very against well. Everton yeah. have been yeah. we've, we've, so we've done alright maybe that can break the curse or this maybe, maybe. maybe Clattenburg's going to break that run of good luck which way is it going to go yeah. find we out know on Friday Friday night football we have Damn. got a good uh, yeah. Damn. we have got yeah, too many well, days isn't there she will be on Saturday 3 o'clock well done the Premier League for sending Liverpool fans to Chelsea on a Friday Palace fans to Everton on a Friday yeah. and Southampton fans to Man United on a Friday and Watford fans to Burnley on a Monday and Watford, it's just we went to go to Man United on a Wednesday last season Sunday on a Thursday well but the Friday one just feels gratuitous basically yeah. it's just you don't know how um, to drink for it do you no because you, no, you, you, yeah, you, yeah. you don't know where to go oh yeah. I'm, out, I'm out of work now oh 
I've got a match coming up at 7.45. I'm going to drink like I'm at Selhurst from 12 o'clock. Or whether yeah. you should go, oh, maybe I'll go and have dinner. Yeah. Or whether you should go, oh, I'm going to forsake all of my evening for this match and go and watch it on my... It's difficult. Or it's very do, difficult. Do, do, <laughs> series of dilemmas. Do what I do, drink as much as you want, avoid it as far as possible and find out the score at the end. But... Um, I think or we'll get given a shift like I have and not be able to I beg have. your pardon <laughs> oh, <laughs> Irish, the Irish listeners will be very intrigued by that I'll explain later um, so you're working then are you yeah unfortunately yeah oh ok um, I love that this podcast is now descending to what are you doing for the weekend lads yeah. <laughs> well shifting in Ireland is a, is Friday, a, is a very Friday. different a very different connotation yeah. uh, I think Irish, we've got another international break blend. coming up after this game, haven't we? Yeah. So whatever happens, we're going into the international break in a much more satisfactory frame of mind. And uh-huh. I think the Bournemouth game was the one we were quite pleased that we were only fourth from bottom going into the last international break. Yeah. And since then, we've done really well. I think. Nine seven. Yeah. It's part a of goal difference. How did you get a bit from Andrew Lamont? I hope not, because it's still there's another cliche. That'll be the, the cat, curse of the. Cat, that's forgetting yeah. the England job. Yeah. yeah. It's the 1st of October on Friday, so. No, it's Saturday's no, 1st of October. No, it's 30th. Oh, it so if we win it, it would have four it wins be. and a draw. I think, so I think it's the oh, first. Three wins and a draw. I don't know. I think oh, the Tottenham game probably came too early in our evolution, if you like. I think this is a really interesting test. Everton were poor away at Bournemouth, to say the least. They and were, you, yeah. You've got the Balassi situation as well. Everton have got. They're getting frustrated with him already, aren't they? They Some are, they are, because he's... I mean, he looked unplayable for 15 minutes in the away game at Sunderland, bizarrely. Um, but that's the blessing we know we know and love, and he could have a 15 minutes like that against us. Everton won those teams... Yeah, we talk about how many of our players would get into somebody else's team and vice versa. Yeah. yeah I'm sure there are Everton fans who think Lukaku's better than Benteke. They've got some really good yeah. quality players. Yeah. And I think this is a really interesting They're take. playing better this season under Cohen as well. Yeah. Until, until yeah. Uh, the Bournemouth game. I, I'll be really interested to see how we set up for this for this one, to see whether we set up in the same quite cavalier sort of style mm. as we have done. And I would be really, really happy with a point. I think we all yeah. would, to be fair, yeah. yeah. Given how they've played yeah. this season. And yeah. Yeah. Point. Uh, I, th- I suspect that it's a, from Sky's point of view, it's a much better prospect than Burnley-Watford. Yeah. Which I know... Of course, they have to show everybody. But why they have to, I think they're trying to get Burnley and Watford out of the way at the same time. I don't know, but and there will be a better. The one thing you'd be sure of, there will be a better atmosphere. And I know it's a Monday night, but there'll be far more Palace fans at Everton than there were Watford fans at Burnley last night. And I, I, for me, it's two decent teams playing each other. Two teams possibly on a. I, I might sound optimistic here, but I think that's a level we're at this season. I think last season we were at the same level as Evan, but Evan weren't a good team last season. No. Yeah. No, I think it'll be a much yeah. harder test. Yeah. Um, there's a couple of Balassi questions, obviously. Um, this from Balassi or about Balassi? About Balassi. Okay. This one's on the BBS as well. Uh, from Skifo. Skifo? Uh, Skifo? 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 They say, uh, does Yannick get a full clap or a half-hearted acknowledgement? Oh, I think the full. Well, before the game, yes, depends what depends what happens during the game. I don't think there's any resentment. In an ideal world, Yannick wouldn't have gone, but he was offered much bigger wages than we could than we wanted to pay him, and we got much bigger money than I think we thought we would get for him. Mm-hmm. And, he, and he's financed 
pretty much bringing Benteke. in Benteke. Yeah, exactly. I mean, our net spend, it turns out, is about eight million quid on players this year, yeah. so along those lines, which is fantastic. I mean, like the third, third or fourth lowest net spend yeah. in the Premier League and but, potentially no, brought in some of the better players. Balassi gets a four. Balassi. You have to be particularly bitter and mean spirited. Yeah, I, I mean, in the, in the long run, when, in, when we're look at, talking about him in years to come, he's not the best player in the world, but he's one of the, he's one of the most exciting players we've had. And yeah, they, they, we've talked about this before. You know, there are times when you just go, "Oh my God, wasn't Balassi brilliant?" Until you look at the stats at the end of the game, and you go, "Oh, actually, no, technically he wasn't." But, <laughs> but, but his, he's done he, some fantastic things, and, he's, and his he's, journey at Palace. Yeah, as well. and he's, he's always he's, had a smile on his face. Yeah, yeah and he's never he's, been horrible. To, you know, he's, yeah. absolutely. He served. He represented Palace really, really well. And considering he came to us with a reputation as being a bit of a troublemaker and a bit of a somebody who got moved on on a regular basis from a succession of sort of clubs in the West and Southwest. He never let us down. He was he, he was fantastic, and he was a joy to watch at times. Didn't, it, it didn't leave final game. What was his final game? I can't remember. But it didn't leave in kind of the best West Brom, wasn't it? Yeah, I can't remember. Well, no, of didn't. course he played. He came on. At, oh, he came on right at the end, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Well, West Brom. Yeah. It wasn't really a proper sort of send off or anything, was it? It wasn't quite the right no, kind but of. I think look, departure, it, but you can't begrudge a player in his mid twenties getting one last payday. We, as I say, we got a lot more for him than you know, Who's worth more? Is you know we. Yeah, Ben Teke for thirty-two million, Balassi for twenty-eight to thirty million, whatever. We got oh, it's an incredible deal for us. We got the mm. best part of the deal. Yeah, it, I, would, I would have preferred it if he'd gone to a much bigger club to further his career. But you still can't blame him. I won't blame him. I hope he doesn't score. But I'd still no. It's, I don't think he was ever good enough to really to go to. No, a no I think that's a good. Club, I think that's no. a good point. But I think he'll get a hero's welcome for Palace fans. I'd be, and I'd be. I think he should do. I'd be disappointed. No, I think I'd be disappointed if he doesn't get a good response. I mean, he's been part of our journey from the bottom of the Championship to mid-table in the Premier League, and yeah. he's been the reason, one of the reasons we've done that. So, you know, we, we certainly owe him a lot of thanks. But some things just, you know, are meant to be, aren't they? Yeah. Hmm. All good things come to an end. There you go. Well, there is another question, oh, though. Yeah, you sounded, sounded really sad the way you said that. <laughs> you, so, oh, it's like, oh, it's like oh. the end of the set of the Harry Potter films. That rap for the last time. It's like, I've never um, seen them. I've never watched that. It's not the end, it's the beginning. You've never seen the Harry Potter films? I've, seen the first I've not seen two, the Harry Potter films. Two and a half. In fact, no, I did binge watch them last summer by myself. <laughs> and cried at the end of it. Well, exactly. Have you read the book, so reading's more important than watching. Disagree. Is it? Okay, yes, yeah, it is. to differ. Anyway, um, no, no, no. The next, <laughs> there's another Yannick question from Tommy Champ. Hi, oh, Tommy. Tommy. I think it's actually my friend Ollie using a pseudonym. Um, he says, Is Yannick going to humiliate our fullbacks on Friday night? I think it could go one of either way, couldn't it? They could just be scared of him, or they could just think, Oh, we know how to do with him. Played against him in training a lot. Yeah. Or they could just go, Oh, true. we've played with him on a daily basis for two and a half years. And he's torn us to pieces in training. We've just been excited about not having that done to us every weekend. <laughs> and then, yeah, I don't know. It could go one of two ways. They might be. Surely they'd be the best people to to, to deal with him. Possibly. You do. Well, you'd prefer to have Nathaniel Klein or somebody else a better bit of a better fullback to deal with him. Yeah. You, the thing is, you can't treat him. You have to treat him as a perfectly not ordinary player that plays for the other team, rather than you have to try and get rid of the emotional baggage. It, it might be that he subconsciously doesn't want to play that well against Palace. It might be he tries too hard. You, you just, you don't know. I mean, I, I suspect that every team thinks that their ex-players always score against them, and I suspect that Palace fans think that something like that will happen. But I think it's more important that we we look at the players that we've got that are better than him that can do things at the other end of the pitch because. Yeah, you know, much as I love Balassi, there aren't that many times when you think you can remember a game where he humiliated a Premier League fullback for the whole ninety minutes. 
happened mostly against Everton, didn't it? Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, 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 it did. Yeah, uh, Belassi never had a, a night. Carl Walker that uh, game took no, away. Yeah, 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 but he never had a ninety-minute game in his life. Whatever he did in the game, he did it for two. He, or three he had good side, games yeah. against Liverpool as well. Yeah, against um, Moreno. Well, I mean, it's not. I mean, yeah, yeah. Moreno <laughs> defensively is it? So uh, yeah, Yannick never having a ninety-minute game is actually a very, it's a very, that's very true. And and as Andy said, you're seeing that Everton already the fans are getting. Frustrated. Frustrated. Well, that's as as Palace as you know. Again, the rose tinted glasses go, and we forget how to how many times. We but it was easier for us. To, it was easier for us to, to to learn to love Yannick's flaws because he came for a quarter of a million. I think when you buy no, a player, that's, 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 actually, that's yeah. actually a really good point. Yeah, yeah that's a very. It's more point. difficult to accept that he's that's he's a very close hold cold. Yeah, but that's the Yannick we know and love. Um, okay, so quick prediction then for for, for Friday night. Uh, I think we're going to lose two 0 you are in such a. He's just rolling on the pod, isn't he? Just dragging he the whole thing down. He has to be that guy. He's that guy. But not for the whole pod, yeah, though. Come I mean, on. You're not, yeah. I mean, you're not that it's guy for the whole eyes. pod. <laughs> you have moments where you get things right. Exactly. You're not that guy for the whole pod. You have whole. You can go five minutes and you get. You remember things. You say things in the right order. He's just heard. I might help you on BT Sport or Talk Sport or HOL Radio, but this is a negative. I've never done right? HOL Radio. What's going on about that? You've been on HOL Radio no, in my absence. Not. He's no. their best oh mate. Oh my god! Yeah, we got it. We got done HOL Radio. I didn't do it in the Man United shirt. So We've got. I think we're going to. Ah, it was, I think it's going to be. Told him to get rid of that in the first minute. The bodies. I know. I'm going to cut it. I'm going to cut it anyway. So it's fine. Well, I'm just going to keep mentioning it so you can't cut it all. Man United shirt, Man United shirt, Man United shirt. Cut. Right. I think, it's going to be a, I think it's going to be a score draw. Oh, I was going to say one all oh. draw, so yeah, I think it will be much like last season. 2-2. Two, two. Yeah, I'd say... We'd be happy to end the decent month, wouldn't it? And go into national break. If we go into international break in the top ten, then considering the start we made, that's a very good... Good, okay, uh, that's it. Thank it's you. It's the battle of the big men, isn't it? Lukaku and Benteke. Yeah, Seven wins from safety. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. On that note, uh, it's no, like you can't run. end it with him going. That's, that's sinister. I don't mind seven wins from safety, but him doing that is like, oh. Well, at least the listeners have to see that. You had to, you had to see it. it. Yeah. Probably more like nine anyway. But never mind. Right. Thank you very much uh, for listening. We'll be back with you after the Everton game. Uh, that's it. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Podcast Network.